the slaps performed very well generally so those sheep throughout that six week period generally scored around about four so again five being very clean the sawdust performed really well to begin with and then by about week four it started to decline and that's probably reached its point of absorbency do you mean it almost it got filled up i suppose in that so that gives us thoughts in terms of when that has to be fully replenished the and both the straw systems were good in terms of generally scoring between fours and like three and a half through that six week period hello i'm kieran lynch and welcome to obicast the chocolate sheep podcast each episode we'll bring you the latest insights advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now, when you know where bedding supplies are limited and indeed quite expensive, many are looking at what are the alternative options to help stretch out supplies this winter and maybe provide an alternative than straw. So to that end, I'm joined in this week's episode by independent sheep and beef consultant Dr Liz Jennifer to talk to us about an unfarm project she was involved in examining various bedding options a number of years ago. We discussed the different bedding options to compare how the project was set up and what they examined. Liz discusses the level of usage of the various bedding sources, the labour input involved, your cleanliness and ultimately the costs. We move on to discuss the suitability of each of the bedding options, a hybrid bedding model incorporating different bedding options, how the farm or the project was conducted on change practices in the subsequent years. We finish up with Liz highlighting ways to stretch supplies, highlighting key areas to focus on. We start off, however, with Liz giving us a background to the project itself. Yeah, so I was working on behalf of Farming Connect and I was working with a farming family down in the South uh, Welsh Valleys. Uh, they have nearly a thousand ewes and generally house them for a good chunk of the winter. They're on quite heavy peat type soils. And so they were really, as part of the Monitor Farm programme, they were interested in understanding uh, options around bedding. It was in a year, it was done over the winter of 2021. So it was a year where straw prices were high in the UK. And so they were just also interested in looking at alternatives. I suppose that's part of the reason I have you on the podcast with me today. We're experiencing something similar here in terms of straw being expensive, but also the availability of it is challenging. So it's maybe no harm to hear what you actually did in that project. So maybe just give us a little bit of context. What did you look at in terms of the alternative bedding options on that farm? So we considered wheat straw, barley straw, sawdust, we also looked at EnviroBed, which is a type of paper waste, and they'd just retrofitted a shed with some slats, so I'd put a tank underneath and then um, bought some secondhand pig slats and had just retrofitted them in. And so we're also evaluating them against those bedding options. So how, like, how did you go about looking at that? Maybe just give me the setup of it on the farm. Um, so we were fortunate they were they were really willing to put 20 ewes into different pens. So one... One pen was with wheat straw, one pen was with barley straw, sawdust, envirobed. And then they had a small pen within the slatted sheds that we also monitored the sheep within that. that um, there was slightly more sheep in the slatted pens, but the, the area was, was adjusted accordingly. Okay, so look, a nice enough set up, a reasonable comparison across them. So what were the kind of measures you looked at? So we... Well, the the real questions, were, I suppose, was was cost. So, how much is it costing per ton? But then we need to look at usage. So, how much were we using of those products over? And this was done over a six weeks period, um, sort of post scanning, pre lambing sort of period, and um, and so we were really interested in usage. We we're interested in cleanliness, and for that, we used the meat hygiene score, which is based in the UK, which is used within abattoirs to look at animals in in the layerage with one being 
very dirty and five being very clean. And the, on the on the farm, there was also a particular query about lameness. They had a little bit of a lameness problem in how sheep. So we're also monitoring lameness. So look, you really addressed some of the really practical questions we need to look at. Maybe if we break them down and just go through each of them individually of what you found. And we packed costs until the very end. And if we maybe look at usage, and I suppose what I'm asking with usage, Liz, um, and you probably had a measure of this as well, we also have maybe factor in the labour associated with particularly like a sawdust, it's going to be slightly different at dispense. How did that stack up with the different products you compared? So in terms of wheat straw, so again, over this six-week period, wheat straw, we used just over 350 kilos of wheat straw. Sawdust, about 900 kilos of sawdust was used. Barley straw, 300 kilos, and the EnviroBed product, just over 800 kilos were used over that six-week period. Obviously, on the slats, zero bedding was used. Okay, so them numbers, that's that's poor pens. So that's 20 sheep in a pen. Break that down, it's coming out of water. But barley straw, 15 kilos per yo, wheat, 17 and a half, and solace, 45 kilos. And yeah, and EnviroBed would be just, yeah, just under that, 40-odd okay. probably. So qu- quite a bit of difference in terms of physically how much you have to put into them pens for a labour point of view obviously that had an impact as well then yeah and in terms of we as i mentioned we tracked labour and the labour we did it as a or i calculate it as a cost perspective but you could generally see that the barley straw and wheat system had used less labour uh and then the sawdust in brown bed was quite similar and it's partly driven by the absorbency and the farmers they made the decision about topping up that bedding based on the cleanliness of the pen and the cleanliness of the sheep. So they would bed according to what they felt was right and then just recorded um, how like how much was being used and obviously the time spent doing it. And that's what we used to within the analysis. Yeah, look, obviously you want to keep the pens right, but like at a, at a basic level, you know, if you're putting in 45 kilos per year of sawdust versus 15 of barley, there's physically going to be a difference there in how much you're putting into it. And then as well as the practicalities of dispensing that within a pen, possibly a bit more manual. Yeah, and I think and reality doing this was very much a trial doing on single pens. So yeah, when you start to scale this up, it's quite a lot of product you're moving around, definitely. Okay. Look, so that's that's the usage end of it, and I suppose all that's relative to cost that then we might come back to. In terms of cleanliness, like that's the other important aspect of this. We've yours in lamb, particularly as we go closer towards lamb, we want to keep cleanliness right. You did measure that. You mentioned it used to meet hygiene score. Maybe just to recap that again for me and what the differences you found were. So the slaps performed very well generally. So those sheep throughout that six-week period generally scored around about four. So again, five being very clean. Um, the sawdust performed really well to begin with and then by about week four it started to decline and that's probably reached its point of absorbency. Do you mean it almost it got filled up, I suppose, in that? So that gives us thoughts in terms of when that has to be fully replenished. The And both the straw systems were good in terms of generally scoring between fours and th- like three and a half through that six-week period. The EnviroBed started at sort of three-ish, so they were dirtier on that at the beginning. But again, according to the Meat Hygiene Service, three is acceptable in terms of animals moving through layerage. It wasn't like they were they were scoring ones but that it was noticeably dirtier than the other systems. And then actually the farmer took the decision to end that trial in week five. They just didn't want to continue with it because of that. 
so the environment option like was more or less ruled out at that point just for practical reasons it, it wasn't yeah. a runner yeah and i think in, and and i know we haven't talked about the cost but yeah they used more its price per ton was was equal so yeah it just it didn't it didn't feel the right thing to be using and also those animals they felt that it wasn't quite right for the animals by week five yeah, look, practically the availability of that might be probably a lot more limited. Like the sawdust option is interesting there, but I think you, you, you touched on it. Like at five to six weeks, it nearly reached maximum soakage or compaction, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, does pose a little practical management issue. You probably have to go back in again, clean out, and start fresh. Yeah, and that, and Dream, that's the possibility. Depends on. It's certainly looking like five weeks was it was when you would need to do a refresh. Um, of that system. I suppose if we put that in context, like we're talking about Joe's been housed at the moment, that five to six weeks brings us to mid-February. It's really a point from there on in, we really need to watch hygiene in our pens. So, yeah, it's, it's just one of the practical issues you've seen. I think it's an interesting point on it. Look, the other one we touched on was the cost, and I suppose all this is relative to price strongly given year availability. Um, I'm not going to ask you to speculate, but maybe just if you could tell us what the costs were for that particular trail and we can work a relative to that. Yeah, so we were on that year working on £100 a tonne for wheat straw, £20 a tonne for sawdust, which was a local supply, and that was them picking it up. Uh, barley straw, £100 per tonne. That was delivered just as the wheat straw was. And Envirobed was £186 a tonne, and that was also delivered onto farm. And then when you factored that in, you see you know the usage levels on it, how did they compare when you put it all together? So when, so we were looking at, so bedding cost across those sort of four systems. So total cost again for this six week period, the wheat straw was around about £40. Bedding cost for sawdust was around £20. Uh, bedding cost for barley straw was just under £40, so say 35 Envirobed bedding cost was £150 for that six-week or five-week period. And then labour costs was around 50 for wheat straw, 60 for sawdust, uh, barley straw, 50 and Envirobed was around 60 And so what that meant, when we broke it down to pence per day for a U, so we combined both the bedding costs and the labour cost, it worked in to be about 12 pence per day per year for wheat straw around about 11 pence a day for sawdust 10 pence a day for barley straw envirobed was 31 pence per day so there was this big jump up for envirobed we did for the slats we did do a calculation based on depreciation of that slatted system and that was coming round around about three pence a day per year okay so a big difference there in cost um, I suppose that calculation for the slats that's account for depreciation over a long time as well. So look, that will depend on the initial cost. It varies, but it's no harm to have that figure. Um, Liz, you also mentioned like in terms of other issues on the farm, you looked at lameness as well. Was there any big differences between them? And maybe it was the overall instance that high. So, Dream, bearing in mind we're talking of like 120 sheep over this six-week uh, period when you include the 20 in four pens and then there was a few more on the slatted in the smaller slatted pen um and so we only we had eight sheep that were recorded over that period of which five of them were on the wheat straw system uh so you know we 
we can meet read big things into that but obviously it's only five sheep so you just have to be careful but the farmer there was um one then on sawdust and then two on the envirobed system so there was zero recorded lame sheep on the slatted system or the barley straw system so based on that and other factors what the farmers did after that was they they chose not to purchase any wheat straw in or not to bed on on wheat straw just to see if whether that would help the lameness issues we we couldn't ever get to, to the bottom of why wheat straw in particular would cause more lameness it could be that there was just an infected you in that and so it infected more sheep within that trial but that was the, the decision they took was they weren't bringing any more wheat straw into that into that system you could have been bias and home, but look it's an interesting observation look just in terms of practically on that farm like what did they do after that trial so they got the benefit of actually seeing all the different products in use they did the measurements on it they did the due diligence you touched on one aspect of the wheat straw. Like, what have they used since? Or have they have they gone back to the basics of just going with barley straw? So they are using the sawdust, and they're using that just because of they've got a local supply, and that I suppose is key to all of this, isn't it? It's a, it's about understanding where that where your supplies are coming from. So they're using the sawdust, um, and that's particularly for ewe lambs that are being housed or pre lambing ewes. They, when they move into lambing pens, they're on barley straw, so they're still purchasing barley straw in. And then on some of those pens, they're using sawdust as a base and then barley straw over the top. And that's particularly if they've got, um, if they're having to keep using lambs in um, pre-turnout. And in reality, they've got more, or certainly invest, or looking to invest in more slatted shed systems. Um, so they're just at the point of lambing, those sheep are moved into those either sawdust or sawdust plus straw pens for lambing and then move into individual pens. So it, there's a limit. To, they obviously need a proportion of their sheds that still have bedding in them for that lambing period. Like I, I take it from that, and it's, it's one bit you didn't get to look at, obviously for practical reasons, but that hybrid option of Maybe if if you're in a situation where bedding is tight, that hybrid option of maybe trying to extend it by using sawdust which in combination with straw is something they've actually incorporated into their own farm. It would seem like a, a readily available practical measure. Yeah, and I think in some of this is is a bit of test and trial, isn't it, on people's farms, knowing what's available and all of that. But I think it is, it's sort of thinking of that sawdust acting as the absorbent beneath and then the bilistra above sort of just being topped up as and when just to keep those animals cleaner. And like from from your cleanliness measure in that area, it would nearly seem like a better option than going with just a salt stand of sawdust and then maybe switching over. Yeah, and I think in all, as Jean, back to that point of when when will those pens need mucking out? Again, if you're if you're putting some straw on top, it might just it might give you an extra few weeks um before those pens need cleaning out and again it also depends on i know in certain where they're housing sheep for long periods it's it's partly about a build-up of bedding over time isn't it and then how it affects um like feeding races and all sorts of things okay at the end of the day it all depends on what's available locally and what prices going yeah. in at. yep there's other things we need to look at so Jean, what can we do to try and reduce the humidity in sheds so thinking about water is there any water leaks what's happening in t- during roof positions, guttering, all that, trying to reduce that humidity. I know it's easier said than done when you've got a lot of sheep in there breathing, 
but there's also things we can do about ventilation just to try and reduce that moisture in the air. And it's in a year where supplies are short, or for bedding supplies are short, we actually start to think and look at these things in a bit more detail. Yeah, and, and the challenge we always have is that those, uh, there's special sheep sheds, but they're only generally used for a few months of the year, aren't they? So the investment in some of that kit isn't there, but I think it's it's sort of looking at a sort of a longer term view. Is appreciate that update. It's an interesting project. It's certainly one that's relevant at the moment. Thanks very much for coming on us. No worries. We leave it there for this week's episode. I'd like to thank Liz for coming on once again and going through the project she was involved in in a way she was certainly interesting aspects of particular new usage and the impact that it may have on cleanliness. Hopefully some parts of that may be useful to some of our listeners and what they can incorporate into their own farming systems. That's it for me for this episode. For updates from our sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chaga Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.